Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Bien vive. A su nombre. Amen. Amen, church. I am so excited tonight. It's a thing where we're coming at a three-day fast, and it's a thing that, that it's just, God is so good. You know, there's people contending for a move, you know, move of God. We're all praying for certain things in our lives. But I believe that God is going to do something because we're contending. And, and it kind of reminds me, when I was putting my lesson together, of the time of the Pentecost, where we're all together in one and the Holy Spirit falls. And, and people started to change. You know, they started speaking in tongues. And I believe for a move of God tonight, you know, I'm expecting that God will move tonight, even after the service, even after tomorrow, that we will continue this fire. But if you guys can sit down. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Amen, church. You, you know, it's a thing that um, I was putting my lesson together. I decided to put, um, sure, something like a milestone that happened in my life. And, and it's something that, that I learned from, from peers. I learned from guys that, that were not afraid to talk to me and disciple me and but see, the thing is, I wasn't safe when this happened to me. And it's a thing that it was a pivot point in my life that now I used in my Christian walk. And it, and it comes when, when I joined the Marine Corps. And, and I, I remember training. We were running everywhere. We were walking everywhere. We were marching everywhere. And I remember that when I signed up, I was going to be a motor transport operator. So my mind was, why am I walking when I want to be driving these guys? So I will always keep that when I was running, walking up, going up those hills. I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm... But to see, the thing is, when I became, I got in the fleet, I, uh, I became the ambulance driver. And, um, and I became, you know, I was able to, um, I was able to not do stuff what I used to do. But I want to pray before I go on further. Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight, Lord Father. I thank you for this opportunity you give me, Lord. Father, it's just an honor, Lord. I pray that you anoint my lips, Lord, to speak your word boldly and correctly, Lord. Have your way tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, church. As I was, became the ambulance driver, I, um, I was excused from running. I was excused from doing those marches and doing all that kind of stuff. But see... I didn't realize that that was kind of dangerous because I, I, I put myself where I wasn't participating. I was a young, no-knowledge Marine that I thought, you know, I'm safe in the, in the, in the ambulance summer. I am, you know, nothing could happen, happen to me. But see, the thing was, as I was sitting down, I started to get fat. As I, as I was sitting down, I started to sleep more. As I was sitting down, my body started to get unconditioned that um, so I realized that when when um, in our walk, if we're not careful, we could be like that. We could get comfortable, and and we could uncondition ourselves for what God wants to do in our lives. We start thinking like, hey, um, you know, God wants to do something with you because you're doing something else. You're not at the right place. God can't use you. Tonight, I want to be reading on Colossians chapter two, verse six and seven, and it says this. As you, therefore, have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, and bounding in with thanksgiving. See, Paul was urging the Colossian church to continue in their faith. 
See, we have to walk rooted. We, we got we to gotta make sure that, that we keep on doing what that our leaders, our pastors are, are telling us to do. You know, if we, don't, if we don't do it, you know, it's going to be hard for us. And, and I always say this to people. Surround yourself with the people that are going to speak life into your life. People that are going to encourage you to be better next year than you are today. See, one thing that, that I had a problem when I was in the, in, the, in the Humvee was that I started to get comfortable. See, that, that's, as a young Marine with no wisdom and no understanding that everything that I was going through, I didn't realize that I was preparing my life. And at that time, you know, I was thinking, like, ah, I don't want to worry about it. But see, now that I am saved and I'm walking with the Lord, it's the thing that when I go to trials, I ask God, God, what do you want me to learn from this? I, I know that, that the struggles and the pains that I'm going through, God is going to help me to be, become a better man of God. The things that you're dealing with, the things, the issues that you have, God is molding you. God is shifting things in your life so you can be a better person, a better spouse, a better father, better. But see, many of us think that we made it. You know, we, you know if we could fall to the place where we say, you know what, I'm, I'm good to go already. But I feel that we're not, we haven't arrived until we hear these words, well done, good and faithful servant. When you hear the voice, those words know that you arrived. But it's a thing that let's not get to the mentality that we arrive. Because every day I ask God to help me in the areas that I need dealing with. See, the thing is, there's this other guy that, that got comfortable. And it was um, King David. Second Samuel 11, verse 1 to 2 says this. In the spring at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king, mess and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and beside Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw women bathing. The woman was very beautiful. See, we all know the story of King David and, and Bathsheba. See, King David got comfortable. And, and see, if we're not careful, we get in that place in our walk with God. And see, when we get comfortable, we get disconnected from God. We get disconnected from his word. We get disconnected from his worship. We get disconnected from a move of God in your life. See, when we get disconnected, that's when unbelief will start to grow in your life. And that's when, start, that's when doubt starts to fill in in your life. And, see, and, and the thing is, we can't allow that things to happen in our lives. You know, I was reading, I was reading Samuel. And 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 says this. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare. And visions were quite common, uncommon. But see, we read a few verses later that Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never heard, had, he had never had a message from the Lord before. See, tonight, just because you say you come to church doesn't mean that you have a relationship. Because salvation is what takes place when we expect Jesus we accept Jesus as a savior. Hearing his voice is something that happens when we have a relationship with him. And it's a thing that as we draw closer, you're going to start hearing God's voice and, tell, and telling you, don't go there. You know, you know, that's not where you're supposed to be at. See, when we don't, when we don't spend time with God, our temptation is stronger. 
But when we're walking with the Lord, our temptation is weaker. See, the thing is, we got to learn how to get out and walk. See, today we're finishing a three-day fast. And I know many of us are contending for certain things. And see, and you could have you gave up, you know, the first day, the few hours. You know, we could, you could have had that choice, but you decided not to. Because you knew that there was errors in your life that you were contending, that you were asking God, I need you to move in this place. But see, we, we, we need to step out in faith. We need, to, we need to step out of the, our slumber. See, we read that Daniel refused to, to move with the crowd. And Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 says this, But Daniel resolved to not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official permission not to defile himself this way. See, back to my story. When my gunny saw me, my, my sergeant, he says, Enrique, he goes, you're trying to look fat. And then I was like, no, I'm not. He goes, I'm, I'm, I still look good. But the thing is, he told me, you're not combat ready. He goes, I can't use you. So he told me, during lunchtime, you're going to go running with me. And, and I was afraid because this guy was a, a distant runner. But see, the thing is, what I appreciate was that there was somebody that was willing to check me where I was at. He knew that, that at the time, I didn't, you know, I wasn't saved. But now that I'm saved, I look back. And I think about it. If I'm not preparing myself, if I'm not seeking God, I'm not really combat readiness. Because, see, I'm, I might have been in the comfort of the Humvee on the ambulance. But, see, the, I wasn't immune for the enemy to attack me in the, in the car. See, when you're not doing anything, the enemy come and attack you. See, I remember when he took me out running. And I knew I was in trouble because I, I took off on him. And the guy... We hit the five mile mark, and I, I didn't see the guy going back. And he just kept on running. He told me, he goes, look, I may run slow, but I run distance. And at that moment, I, I didn't know. I, I wasn't, I thank God, because I, I didn't know what he, what he meant. But, I, but as time went by, they, they, um, the people knew that I was running with him, because I was, um, they saw I became a better runner. And the thing is, I continued running with him even when I wasn't obligated. See, it happened because I built a relationship with him. See, when we seek God, there's things that you're going to want to run with him because of the relationship you built with him. See, Acts chapter 4 verse 13 says this. When they saw the courage of Peter and John, realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. See, tonight... See, Peter is one of my favorite guys. Because he was always messing up, but God came and restored him. God always moved in his life. And the thing is, when he messed up big time, God came. But we see Peter change and did something for God. And then the people saw that Peter was walking with Jesus. And today I want to ask you guys, do people see Jesus in your life? Or do they see you still the old you in your life? See, see the, the only people, you may say, hey... All I know is the Christ is in you. You, you know, if, if they don't see Christ in you, there's something you have to worry about. In closing, um, the, the first time my, my sergeant took me running, he took me out to a 12-mile run. The most we ran was six miles. So the guy took me out for a 12-mile run. And, and him being higher ranking than me, I couldn't tell him no. I couldn't say nothing. 
So the last two miles were, were running from the back gate, and they were all two-mile incline. And, and I was already mad. I was, it was hot. It was like 90 degrees in San Diego. And I stopped. And he stopped, and he ran back. He had me pushing on the side of the street. People were honking at me because they knew what was happening. And they were pretty much making fun of me. But the thing is, he told me something that would never leave my mind. He told me, I'm mad at you because you stopped running. And what you don't realize that when you stopped running, that's when you died. At that moment, I wasn't saved. I didn't know what he meant. But I knew what he meant because we were in the military. But he told me this. The people behind you are going to die with you. And it's a thing that shows every decision that you make, there's life's at stake. So when I got saved and, and I started thinking about my past lives, my milestones in my life, my gunny came to my mind where he told me, he goes, if you would have been just walking, I would have been okay with you. He goes, because the people behind you would have kept on walking with you. And there's people in stake that, that are watching you and, are, uh, and, and watching the way you walk. And it's a thing that I want to challenge you guys. No matter what, don't stop walking. Yeah. Keep on walking. And if you guys could show the video real quick. Are you sure? I'm baptized. You're baptized. I go to church. But that ain't what I understand. Are you saved? You know what you need, Norman? You need to grab a hold of Jesus. He's the one thing that won't let you loose. Are you straight? All right. Good evening, everybody. How you doing? Everybody surviving out there on that fast? I know I barely am. Oh, man. All right, I'm going to get it right into it. And if you guys don't mind giving me a clock. Um, praise God. Thank, thanks for the opportunity to come here and minister. And I'm just going to jump right into it here. And then, you know, we're going we're gonna to do some worship after and just get a hold of God. So um, turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 to 14. And I'm going to read a very familiar, familiar verse of Scripture. And I'm just going to go ahead and read it. It says, Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and easy. Say wide and easy. That leads to destruction. Say destruction. And those who enter by it are many. Say many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard. Say hard. That leads to life. Few. Say few. Ever find it. Amen. Let me, let me pray real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word, God. We thank you for this time we can gather here. Lord, I pray that you would help me minister your word tonight, God. And I just pray a blessing over this service in Jesus' name. Amen. So in verse 14, Jesus says, Jesus is talking about the narrow gate. And he's talking about, actually, he's talking about himself. He is the narrow gate. In John chapter 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the way to life. So if you and I are walking with God, then you have chosen to walk the narrow and hard path. Your, your walk with God will not be easy. Let me say that again. Your walk with God will not be easy. It will have challenges. It will have many challenges. Easy is the path 
to destruction. If you're looking for an easy path, you'll find destruction. When we think about walking with God, you might imagine something like this. Show that first picture. You might imagine something like this. You know, Jesus, and you know, he's walking with you on the beach, and it's, he's your buddy, right? You might imagine something like that, having a serene moment with the Lord, but reality is when you start to trust God and walk with God, your walk probably is something a little more like this. Show the next picture. Right? That's a little more reality. It gets scary, right? <laughs> you, could, you could take the picture down. Because <laughs> when you walk with God, he's going to walk you into some scary places. That's a reality. And as you walk with God, you're going to face some scary things in your, in your walk with God. It's a reality. You know, if I read the whole New Testament, and I've, I've read the New Testament, the whole thing, and if I read the whole thing, I don't, I don't find anywhere that Jesus remotely implies that it's going to be easy. In fact, I read the complete opposite. I read about trials, persecution, sacrifice. You're going to be hated. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, uh, go through several trials. That's, that's the reality. <clears throat> but you know what? We want ease. People want ease. People are always looking for the easy way, right? Isn't that right? We always want the easy way. Um, you know, there's a, lot of, uh, there's, a lot of weight, there's a lot of weight loss and fitness gimmicks out there, right? That promise fast and quick results. You've seen them. And let's be honest, most of them do not work. But, but it's a multi-million dollar business selling those gimmicks. Why? Because people are looking for the quick and easy way without all the hard work. Am I right? That's true. Um, people want the quick and easy solution. Um, put that picture up, that, other, that last picture. Uh, so, to be this guy, what does it take? Does anybody know? It takes a lot of work, right? If I, if I told anybody here, hey, why don't you just look like that guy one day, you'd be like, well, that's a lot of work. That's, that's, that's commitment. What, you have to be on a very strict diet, you're going to have to hit the gym, I don't know, for like, you know, every day for hours. It's strict. It's a very strict path to that. What does it take to be this guy? It's easy. You just eat that pizza and let it blow you up. That's it. Easy. That's the narrow road. That's the easy path. You can take that down. Um... Here's the truth. Here's the truth. We want, we want to walk with God, but we don't want to be inconvenienced by God. But God will inconvenience you. In Matthew chapter 22, verse, I mean, Matthew chapter 8, verse 22, um, somebody wanted to follow Christ, and he said, first, let me go bury my father. And Jesus said, no, let the dead bury the dead. You you just need to get, get to following me. See, he's going to inconvenience you. That's a reality. Many Christians want to walk the narrow road of life, but they want it to be easy, comfortable, and convenient. Isn't that true? Wouldn't that be nice? But it's not reality. And we tell ourselves, or we convince ourselves, that's the way it should be. I should be able to, you know, have the conveniences I want. It should be easy. We don't make ourselves available to God. 
When he calls us, we say no. Never giving too much of our time to God, if any at all. Never giving much of our finances or giving to God much at all, if any at all. Never stepping out of the comfort zone. Doing the bare minimum. What kind of walk is that? That sounds like the easy road to me. Because we want walking with God to be easy. But easy is a road to destruction. Uh, don't be deceived. The narrow and hard road to eternal life. Um, don't be deceived. Narrow, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how I wrote this here. <laughs> what am I writing? You know what? I've been fasting. Okay. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 and 20, uh, 22 through 24, I'm just going to skip that sentence. Matthew chapter 20, uh, 7, 22 through 24. Jesus, this is a familiar scripture. I, didn't, I, I don't know if I put it up. I, I didn't give it to them. But, you know, Jesus said, many are going to come to me and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this, that, this, that in your name? He's going to say, depart from me, worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Not all, not all who think they're saved are going to be saved. <clears throat> and that's reality. Can I tell you, this is serious business. The road, the narrow road is going to be hard. You deceive yourself. You think you can serve God on your terms. This is serious business. Your soul, your eternal soul is always on the balance here. Um, how long has it been since you've um, been in a comfortable, cozy spot with God? Have you allowed yourself to be challenged by God? Have you let your leader or your pastor challenge you? Or do you keep saying no? You know, we do that because we want the easy way. We don't want the responsibility, the accountability. We don't want the sacrifice. We don't want to be held to a high standard. You want the easy road is what you want. <clears throat> um, walking with God, you will be pushed. He will challenge you to do things outside of your comfort zone and that are, inconvenience to you, uh, that are an inconvenience to you. That's what walking with God really is. It's saying yes when it's inconvenient. It's saying yes to God in the midst of your trial. You know, if I'm real, the, the walk of a disciple of Christ looks like this. I'm going to just throw a bunch of scripture at you now. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, he says, If a man will come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow after me. Self-denial. Luke 14, 26, If anyone comes after me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brother and sister, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. Family is not priority. <clears throat> for, what, for whoever wants to save their life, they will lose it. But whoever loses their life will find it. Sacrifice. Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpent and innocent as doves. Matthew 10, 22. You will be hated by, for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Persecution. This is what you can expect to find on the narrow and difficult road. Perhaps, you know, 
We've believed that it should be easy, and perhaps that's, that's our fault as believers for giving each other the impression that it should be an easy walk, when in reality, it's going to be hard. <clears throat> it's not going to be easy. There's going to be difficult. There's going to be difficulties. And some of you have faced those difficulties, and they've scarred you, they've hurt you, and maybe the devil has locked you up because of the, 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 the hardness of it. Um, but when you get a dose of reality, when, when the difficulty hits, we start, to, we start to think to ourselves, was serving God, you know, was, was, I, was, I, was, it, was it a lie? Was it a fraud? Did, did I think I should always be blessed? You, you may start to think that. I, you know, I thought I was supposed to be blessed by God. I thought I was supposed to be, but God was supposed to be pouring out blessing on me. That's what I thought. And then the, and the difficulties hit. And we didn't think that there would be real trials, real letdowns, real disappointments, real tragedies. We believed it would be easy, convenient, and blessed all the time. Listen, the narrow road to eternal life is going to be difficult. And Jesus Christ did not mince words. He made it very clear. But you know what the good news is, is this. When you start to feel the pressure of that narrow road, you have Jesus there on that road with you. You can't forget that. We forget on the narrow road, <clears throat> we have a companion. And he won't let you down. And if you hold on, he'll get you through. See, many people, when it gets hard, they go back to the world and back onto the broad path of destruction. I've seen many, oftentimes, people, they come to serve God. And before you know it, they're back in the world. What happened? Why? They knew it would be hard, didn't they? They knew it would be tough. They knew it wouldn't be easy because a narrow road is hard. They knew it. So why did they fall back into the broad path of the destruction? Because we forget the narrow road is supposed to be hard. Few ever make it. The narrow road will be hard. In 1 Peter 4.12, this sums it up perfectly. Don't be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you. As though something strange were happening to you. Basically, don't be surprised... When it all breaks loose around you, don't be shocked. That's going to happen to you. Why be, don't be surprised. You know what? Don't choose the easy path of destruction because the narrow road gets hard. The narrow path will be hard. Maybe, maybe for some of you, harder than you ever thought it would be. But if you endure to the end, an eternal reward awaits. And let's be honest. It's really not about this life in the end anyways. It's about eternity. This life is but a vapor. It's about eternity. Don't forget that. Amen. You know, some of you may be in a season where you feel like your walk with God is getting too hard and you want to quit. Or maybe some of you, maybe you feel you're in a cycle with God. You, 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 you serve him, you walk, but it gets too hard, and then you quit, and it's a cycle. You can't stay consistent. Or maybe some of you, it feels like your walk is constantly hard, and you never get a break. And maybe you just need prayer. And maybe some of you, <clears throat> you just want God to start to challenge you. Make yourself 
uh, allow God to begin to challenge you. Hallelujah. Um, we're going to pray right now. Hallelujah. Why don't we stand? Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com give.